Hello, everybody. This is Cody Bateman. Welcome to a new edition of our Relationship Marketing Podcast. Very, very excited, as always. Very excited for the guests we have on today. And before we uh, get into that, I just want to reach out and say thank you to so many people for all the wonderful things that you're doing out there uh, to make the world a better place. I mean, that's really the format of this podcast is to talk about how to be nice to each other, you know, in, in your personal life and in your business. And it's interesting, you know, because a lot of people join this podcast because it says relationship marketing and people want to know what relationship marketing is. And that that word marketing is real important to people because marketing, uh, when you see that word, you're thinking, well, that's a way for me to generate more business. And so we leverage what you want from us, which is, you know, how to be a better marketer. And relationship marketing is a new buzzword and it's a great buzzword. And it's a, it's a great format in today's day and age. In fact, it's essential in today's day and age to have a relationship marketing plan. And if you don't have a relationship marketing plan in today's day and age, you're kind of getting, not kind of, you're going to get left behind. So relationship marketing is a big deal. That's what you want from us. But what you need from us is the relationship side of it. You know, talking about the importance of genuine, heartfelt relationships with other human beings without an attachment to marketing. And so in our uh, podcast, many of our podcast shows, that becomes kind of a theme of our discussion, and I'm sure it will become one today as well, especially with this guest. My goodness, I mean, you better have your seatbelts on today for this guy. It's just, just incredible. So uh, Josh Rossi is based out of Puerto Rico. Josh, welcome to our show today. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. Glad to be well, here. Well, it's real exciting to have you on here. And a lot of people, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bio here so people understand who you are and, and uh, some of the cool work that you've been doing. You're a young guy too, man. I mean, you're, you're super young. I mean, when I go through this list of accomplishments, like what, did you start when you were five years old doing this stuff or <laughs> what? You know? How yeah. old are you? How old are you? I'm 34. 34 years old. Uh, we're going to learn some incredible things from this guy today. Let, let, me, uh, let me just kind of read through some of this stuff because I don't want to miss any of this. I mean, there's, there's some real important stuff, a lot of which we're going to talk quite a bit about today. Uh, Josh, his passion is creating relationships with people that are bigger than he is through, through those relationships. That is what has allowed his work to go viral. Now, this is a viral guy. I mean, a lot of stuff that he has done has just kind of exploded out there because there's so much value in, in Josh's content. Uh, Josh owns and runs an online photography school, and he's worked on many charitable projects. And the big projects that we're so proud of, because we've been involved with, is the Justice League for Kids and the Avengers of Bullying. Uh, my grandson, Benson, was actually featured in the Avengers of Bullying, so we were kind of part of that whole thing. We're going to get a chance to talk about that today because, Josh, you're making such a huge difference in the lives of kids around the world. And, and man, it's just, it just gets to your heart when, when you hear these stories. But before we do that, I want to just kind of go through the, the, uh, the resume a little bit here. Your work has been seen on Forbes, Good Morning America, People Magazine, uh, Billboard, Teen Vogue, Wall Street Journal, Huffington Post, Inside Edition, The Weather Channel, USA Today, Business Insider. Uh, the list goes on and on. I mean, I could go here all day long. 
client list includes Adobe, Acura, LG, Nickelodeon, DC Comics, Champion, USA, Xerox, Wacom, Mountain Dew. My goodness, it's longer and longer. I spend the whole show talking about all of your client <laughs> base and, uh, and, and where you've been seen. I mean, I've, seen, I've actually seen you on a lot of these morning shows and stuff like what what's it like to go on like good morning america i mean what's it like like the first time you did that what was that like i mean i well here's the thing i i ran a podcast for a couple years i was doing content for a few years so thank goodness i had experience talking on camera because yeah i mean i mean you're on it's crazy because they're they're talking like people magazine they're talking about michael strahan and mario lopez then all of a sudden they jump to you i'm like it you know just random dude in an apartment not famous at all you know and i'm like hey guys you know so i mean i guess i had some experience talking on camera which made it easier but um I can tell you I went the 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 most nerve-wracking one even for my friends watching was I so I'm Italian born in Italy um but but I'm like half and half half American half Italian and so I got invited to Italy to speak on the the biggest like TV show that they have over there and so obviously I had to speak in Italian I, I know how to speak Italian but speaking Italian to a live audience with cameras all around that was nerve-wracking that was that was crazy sweaty hands before I went on. I was like, I just got to, you know, my mindset was you either do it or you don't do it and you just fail in front of everybody, you know? So I was like, okay, the only option is just to do it. So put aside my nerves. Anyway, that was, that was an intense. Wow. So you spoke in Italian? Yeah, it was in Italian. And, um, the, the, the guy was speaking a hundred miles an hour. You know, I was just in my head praying that I'd get, you know, the 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 main gist of of the whole thing but yeah i, I it, it was fine okay so you gotta you gotta give us uh give us a line in italian just talk to us in italian for a second va bene ti dico qualcosa in italiano uh quando stavo lì in italia mi hanno fatto intervistare e era molto difficile perché la persona che mi stava intervistando mi stava dicendo tantissime cose eh, che, che non capivo al momento perché ero un po' nervoso there you go. Awesome. So what did, what did you just say for all of our English speaking people here? What did you just say? I just said, I just told you basically what I, what I said in English that I went to Italy, I got interviewed and the guy was speaking super quick and it was, it, it made me nervous, you know, so I didn't know. Uh, I mean, I, I spoke well, but it was, it was a little bit scary. So. <laughs> so now that we've got the interest of all of our lady listeners, you know, they <laughs> like that Italian the uh, romantic language. The romantic. Yeah, exactly. It's uh it's very cool. So, well, let's, let's talk a little bit. First of all, your, your, your main passion is photography. I mean, that, that's really your gig, right? I mean, tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, totally. So I grew up, um, growing up in Florence, Italy, my dad sort of put, put this idea on me that I was an artist. You know, I came from the, the place of the Renaissance. And so I began with art, got into film and then got into photography. And, um, I just, I really just tried to master photography, you know, that, that was the thing I really loved. And so for that, that was about 10, 11 years ago that I started. And, and since then I've just, I've basically just honed my craft more and more and more. And the thing that I keep hearing is that if you want to be successful, you got to just focus on one thing that you're good at, you know, be the best, um, at that one thing. And so I, I've just stuck with photography, but everything I've done has been based around photography. So I haven't really gone, you know, in any different direction, but like I'm, 
I started a software for photographers. I have an online school for photographers. You know, I also do photography. My projects are all photography related. So, um, well, you've done some unique projects, and I want to jump right right into those. I think as as I watch your career, you know, it, there's a million there's millions of great photographers out there. You know, they they know how to do the cameras and the lightings and all the stuff and make it look really cool. What, what I think is unique about you, at least from my perspective, what, what's unique about you is you see opportun- you really see unique opportunity to photograph. Like, you, like, you know, and we're going to talk about some of those. Um, you know, and, and you're highly creative in, in what you're shooting. It's not how you shoot it. You're good at shooting, but it's what you're shooting and you seeing opportunity to, to create highly unique stories from your photography and that's what I love about what you're doing and I, I, I want to jump into to one of those examples because correct me if I'm wrong but a lot of the invitations onto these big shows uh, ties to your project of the Justice League for Kids and the Av- uh, the Avengers of Bullying is that is that correct I mean that's those are the ones yeah. I've seen that they invite you on to talk about that so tell us a little bit about the Justice League for Kids I'd like to know our listeners, I think they need to hear your whole story of how it all started and what it turned into. Yeah. So it, it was, um, it was really interesting. It started by me initially trying to kind of get my work out there for, for people to see. And I tried with different projects, some stuff kind of worked. Um, but I remember talking to a friend and I, I was just saying, man, why I saw this other photographer photographing his kids. And I was like, why is this guy so big? Why does this work out there and people love it? And my friend is just like, well, people can relate to that. You know, people might not be able to relate to your stuff, but, but if you shot kids, maybe they'd relate to it. And, and that's where I got the idea. I was like, okay, let's photograph my daughter as Wonder Woman. Um, and there, there was more to that, um, which it, it's just a longer story where I, I wanted to empower her and whatnot. So anyway, I had a... Okay, so uh, you, your daughter's name is Nellie, right? Nellie, yeah. So I want to make sure that our listeners kind of kind of capture this you you wanted to empower your daughter by photographing her as wonder woman now so does she was was she a big wonder woman fan or what how yeah well i mean initially so i'd done photo shoots of her every year for her birthday and um they're all always based around something like red riding hood or mulan um and this year we started getting into wonder woman we just um really I don't know. It was the first time I'd seen Wonder Woman be so powerful out of all the superheroes. She was not sexualized like all the other superheroes, women superheroes were. And she was super powerful. And I just thought, man, I'd love for Nellie, you know, my daughter to be this person. And so I said, you know, for this year, let's, let's just make her Wonder Woman. So, uh, so I had how, a, how old was she when you did that? The first time you did her as Wonder Woman? She was three. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so it was just really fun. We had this costume created that was all leather. I mean, it was just so awesome. And then um, I photographed her, and I, I basically just applied all of the commercial photography skills to kid photos, which was just kind kind of different, hilarious. You know, people are like, "What the heck is this?" You know, it looks like a movie poster, but it's like a little kid. And so, um, you know, speaking on relationship marketing, we can get into that a little bit later, but I'd built up these relationships, uh, just years prior with mastermind groups and, you know, online groups, whatnot. So when it was time to post the series, they actually got on board, you know, and they were 
some of the first people to promote the series on their Facebook page. Um, and, and yeah, just started going wild after that. I mean, um, we basically hit a critical mass where the people magazine side, then there was from people, then Huffington post and Huffington post daily mail. And it started going worldwide. Um, so that was, that was the first series we did. Okay, and now that happened relatively quickly, right? I mean, you started taking these pictures, you posted them basically through your yeah. network of friends. Yeah. And here's the funny thing was I, I sent it to one of my friends because I, I never want to like use a relationship for, I don't know. I don't want to abuse a relationship. Right. So I sent it to my friend. I didn't even ask him to post it. I said, Hey man, what do you think about this series that I just did? You know, he's another big photographer. And without me knowing he posted it and it was actually the night before I was planning on launching, which is really funny because it was late at night. And I was like, Oh dang it. I was supposed to launch this the next day and he launched it right now. And I mean, he, it, it hit the critical mass with him where he had people that were on board, like news stations. So, uh, I, I think it started, it got maybe hundred thousand views that night. And then the next morning I had all these, you know, requests in my inbox from mainstream media that wanted to post about it. So, so there is an element when people talk, this is a big subject day. Everybody talks about how do I get something to go viral? I mean, everybody, everybody wants to go viral and get some, totally. you know, online fame or whatever. And it's interesting is because most of the stories are here are similar to this. There's a lot of people that try to stat strategize a plan to go viral. And, and what I've found is most stories are like yours. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of what, a lot of going viral is kind of by chance. It's just kind of, you know, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about that because again, you weren't, you sent this to a friend, not for the intention of having him post it and go viral. You sent it to a friend just to see what he thought about the picture. Yeah. And then it just so happened that because you had a relate, whatever, he ended up posting it. Had a, well, so, so there, so I don't ever tell people like if I'm, consulting with somebody about going viral like I don't I don't tell them like we're gonna make you go viral you know or I don't I don't guarantee mainstream media exposure it's just um, the whole idea is creating creating a story that uh, like is attractive you know that you think is attractive something that hasn't been done before but there is some sort of strategy behind it that can uh, I don't want to say guarantee the results because you can't guarantee it but it, it really increases the chances that more people are going to see it I mean, you're playing on just like sales tactics, you know, on um, social proof is a huge one. That's probably one of the biggest ones. If somebody else is posting about it, then it must be popular. And so the, the strategy was, so years prior, I met this friend, I, I had him, brought him into a mastermind group, created a relationship. So I was sending it to him in hopes that he would post it maybe the next day, but he posted it that instant. Um, and And it wasn't me asking, you know, I was just kind of like, nicely saying, Hey, check this out. Uh, but you know, I was hoping he'd post it, For sure. uh, which he did. So, so he posted it, but then our strategy was to, to get it out to as many people as we could right away to distribute it to everybody, you know? So, so when we distributed it to him, then all of a sudden it started ramping up and we're like, okay, let's send it to mainstream media to this, that. And so a lot of people were posting at once is actually the next day. So after I woke up and realized that it had already started, I was like, dang it, let's, let's, Let's keep going forward with the strategy. So we'd send it out to a lot of people and everybody was posting about it at the same time, which created, um, you know, in my mind, this like just, just this craziness of people sharing. They thought, oh my gosh, it's going viral. I actually learned this from a friend of mine that 
runs a huge company, um, Chamber Media. He's he's in Salt Lake, and you know he his whole idea is to to fake that you're going viral, uh, to not you know like you might not be going viral, but to to fake it, to even to even put money behind it. And so um, on some of these series that I did, I actually put some money behind it just to create that like when, social. When you proof. say yeah, when you say put money behind it, what what does that mean? Like Facebook ads, um, you know, we target specific people on Facebook and we, we retarget them over and over and over over the span of a couple of weeks um, to, you know, about this project. And, and it wasn't an ad like, hey, I don't know, buy my thing. It was just, it looked like a plain article. It said, um, what was it? Dad, uh, dad turns daughter into Wonder Woman or something like that. So it looked like a, just a normal article and we targeted specific writers from magazines and from blogs. And then, you know, they would pick it up like, you know, so, so they'd be picking it up at the same time. People were posting about it. So then when I would ask, by the way, stop me if I'm going to. No, you're good, like, man. Uh, let me and, tell you, everybody's hanging on your every word right now. I promise. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so then, um, um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so then they start picking it up and I, I would ask every news outlet, like, where did you hear about me? And, and they didn't know where they heard about me. You know, they're like, I think I saw something on Facebook, but then maybe somewhere else. And that was my, that was sort of like the whole plan was just to get like all these people just saying, I don't know where I heard about it, but it, it looks cool and let's post about it. Um, so, so I wanted to actually test this out again afterwards. Cause I said, okay, maybe it was just lucky that, that like this went huge. It was just one of those things. And so I did another series a few months after, maybe four months after, um, where it was, uh, yeah, I flew to Europe, photographed a bunch of castles, came back and I turned my daughter into uh, Beauty and the Beast, you know, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And so I created all these really fantastic photos around that. And that was like my Valentine's gift to her. And I opened it up in front of her, it was super cute. And, and we did the same strategy and that hit 100 million views. So wow. the first one was 60 million, this was 100 million. And then I thought, man, it, that, maybe that was another fluke. Let's try it again. Um, and then up comes the, the Justice League Kids series. And we did the same thing. Now we had more media contacts. We pushed it again, and that hit 240 million views. And so it, it's not like the, there is a specific thing that's going to make you go viral. Because you know? then after that, I did two other series. I did uh, the Avengers of Bullying with you guys. And then I did uh, a Star Wars shoot that got a lot less views online. I mean, it still had awesome impact, but you know, from 240 to like 5 million, 5 million seems small compared to 240. Right. Um, right. But still pretty significant. I mean, yeah, it is. Any one of us listening like, gee, 5 million views, that would be awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it was, but I mean, it's funny, you know, you hit 60, hundred, 240, and then five and you're like, what went wrong? You know, <laughs> but you can't so, really guarantee like how viral or whatever so I wanna, strategy. Yeah. I want to back up for a second because I think, you know, you're, you're talking to us kind of about the strategy of, 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 you know, getting the message out there and the, and the chance of it going viral and all that, which is fascinating. It's very, very fascinating, but I want to go back to uh, the purpose. You know, what, what was the purpose or the intent when you first started, because when you started, it was about you taking a picture of your daughter. So, so what was the original intent in your mind? You know, what, what were you trying to accomplish by taking a picture of your daughter? Totally. Who was this for? Well, so, so first I was doing it for her because I just thought, like, like I said, people don't realize that I had done this every year up until 
you know, well, I, I keep doing it, you know, but yeah, I had done it before. It wasn't like, Oh, let's just do this to go viral. Like the year came and, and I actually missed her birthday uh, or to do a photo shoot on her birthday. So I was like, okay, I'll go all out. Like my wife was saying, come on, why don't you do something cool for her? Says, all right, I'll go all out. I'll do something awesome for her that she can remember. But then it turned more into like a, for me, like a life message that I wanted to teach her. I said, all right, like Wonder Woman is just the strongest character. I want my daughter to feel like she's Wonder Woman. And so I did that photo shoot and a lot of really awesome things came out of it. One of them was that my daughter, whenever she falls or whenever she gets hurt or feels sad, she always references Wonder Woman, that, that she's strong like Wonder Woman, which is, has been amazing over the past like three years. She just keeps referencing that and she, she takes strength from, you know, just some, some fictional character. Um, but it, you know, gives her strength. The second thing that it really did, which surprised me, but like, this is one of the best things was that, um, fathers would reach out to me right after the series. And they said, Hey, thank you so much for doing that because this actually made me want to spend more time with my daughter. And so it encouraged other fathers to spend time with their daughter and to have similar moments. Um, but but see, I think that goes back to your original purpose. You know, I, I, you know, I happened to, uh, you know, I happen to know you and your wife, Roxana, and I know your hearts and you're, you're incredible family people. You know, you, you have such a huge passion for your children and, and you guys are very active with your kids. And, and so I know, I know kind of, I, can, I know kind of who you are from that standpoint. And it's really important for our listeners to know that, you know, it, everything we do in life comes back to core purpose and your core purpose is to empower your daughter. That's your core purpose. The core purpose is to what can I do to make my daughter feel like wonder woman or make, make her feel better. And then when, when that happens, you're like, well, wow, man, it'd be cool if other kids felt that way. And so it's been fun to watch the process. Even when you went into the justice league series, that, that was the whole purpose. In fact, I want you to talk about that. The whole purpose of, the Justice League lead, at least in my mind, correct me if I'm wrong, but whole purpose of the Justice League for kids was to, man, if, if, if I could help other kids feel the way my daughter feels, this would be kind of cool. Isn't that kind of how that all started? Yeah, totally. A woman reached out to me after I photographed my daughter and said, um, my, my daughter's the real Wonder Woman. I think that was the, like the email title. And so I called her and she said, she told me how her daughter had cancer and still had cancer. And she was the real superhero and, and it just totally changed my mind around. And I started thinking, wow, like that, that is so true. And I almost felt guilty for photographing my daughter and having all this hype around it. You know, even though I helped a lot of people, I just thought, man, like there's these little kids that are suffering from disease and cancer and they are the ones that are real superheroes. I mean, how much pain do they go through and sadness? So so we went into the Justice League kids with that idea to find the real superheroes in society. And so we went through a bunch of, and, and I mean, it, it was a long road. Like initially, we could not find any of the kids. Um, there was so much red tape in the hospitals. They wouldn't let us, they wouldn't give us access to any of the kids. And we we're thinking, how, how are we going to find, you know, kids that have cancer that are specific to these superheroes? And so months went by and we, we got, we had some lady help us and it just didn't happen. And so we actually quit the project. We're like, man, it was such a good idea, but you know, we just don't have the resources. We can't, we can't do this and it's going to take too much time. 
And it literally seemed impossible. I mean, I talked to my wife. I said, we literally can't do this because it will be impossible. It's going to cost so much money for the costumes. You know, it's going to take so much time. So three months went by and, and I felt something happened that somebody tried to copy this, this series. And so that sort of brought it back up into my mind again, but more so than, you know, revenge or whatever it was. It, I just, I just had a lot of feelings come up of, of just reminding me like why I was doing these things you know, why I'm doing these things. And it wasn't for me. And I just, all of a sudden this fire kicked everything into gear. And I said, I can do it. I don't care what it takes. Like I'm going to do this. Um, and the main idea talking with Roxanne and my wife, we said, look, if this doesn't go viral, like who cares? The, the, my only goal was to make these kids happy for, for even just one day. We're like, if we can just make one kid happy, you know, it'll be just a fun little project that we do for ourselves. Um, and so, you know, we, we went through a lot of the kids that were submitted to us and we found the kids that were similar to the superheroes just so they'd have a connection with them. For example, there was a kid, Tegan from Salt Lake. He had half of a heart and, and so we paired him up with Superman, you know, Superman's, uh, uh, defect is kryptonite and so we thought that they'd pair super well together it was also his favorite character and so same thing happened with all the other kids um, the one that stuck out in my mind more than anything was Sophie she was going to be Wonder Woman sort of the, the new Wonder Woman on this project and and she she was bald because of chemotherapy and I just thought man how powerful of a visual would that be for her to be Wonder Woman and to be in the front and to be to not have any hair you know, to be bald like that, that right there is the statement that I want to make, you know? And so I got that in my head. And from then on, visuals just came, it just happened. Um, but yeah, I was really, really emotional, even on the day yeah. of the shoot, you know, the, the kids, you know, Sophie showed up and she had cancer in her eye and, you know, her eye was swollen. Like she was crying. She didn't want to get up and, and be photographed. Um, you know, and, and my daughter Nellie actually gave her some strength because I said, Hey, Sophie, do you want to talk to my daughter Nellie who was Wonder Woman before? And she said, yes. And so they started Skyping and, and Nellie went like this. She crossed her arms just like Wonder Woman does. Mm-hmm. And, and Sophie did it back to Nellie oh, wow. and, and they had this, this connection, like this strength that came from them. I mean, it was just such a little thing, but, but Boy, how, how fun is that to be able to yeah. win that, you know? Yeah, it was it was just incredible. I mean, I have no words. I, I feel like I was allowed to experience this, but I, I still don't fully realize the the impact that it's had. Um, I mean, that, like to to tell you one one more thing, really quick. Um, when I went to Italy, they actually invited me. I mentioned being interviewed in Italy. They um they invited me over because uh, they have a really famous doctor over there that actually opened up a new type of research because of this series that we did. And the research was um, the, the effects that projects like these have on, on cancer patients and if, if it improves their condition to some extent. So, I mean, they, they opened up a whole field of research. And, you know, to go on my point a second ago, I have no idea what I've done to, to be able to experience something like this or to be part of this, this whole process. But, I mean, it's just been awesome. Well, so the Justice League for kids, how many, how many kids ended up being in the actual shoot? So it was six. So in the, in, in six each kids. one was a different superhero character. Yeah. 
all fully dressed in beautiful stuff. And didn't you, you, didn't you have some other people get involved who started building these suits for you and volunteering to, I mean, a lot of people kind of jumped in on the cause, didn't they? Yeah, totally. We had, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Julie Whiteley. She did the costumes. She was amazing. Uh, there was actually two. Julie Whiteley did the majority of them. She put in all the time, all the hours. Then McGrew Studio, they did the Wonder Woman costume. Not, it was actually my daughter's costume that we passed on. Uh, and then, yeah, assistants, you know, whoever else wanted to help. So the Justice League for Kids project is the one that ended up with 240 million views. Yeah. Okay, now I want to talk about something that's, that's uh, a little bit sensitive. Uh, but I think it's really important for our listeners to kind of really digest this. You, unfortunately, with success, it, it's kind of funny. It's like you, you've heard you've heard the term before. If you don't have a crit, if you haven't heard this term, it's really important. If you don't have critics, you're not doing much. So it's it, it, it's hard for me to believe that through this process and all the good you're doing for these kids, you ended up having critics. And I, I remember seeing some of that, and I got so ugh, I got so angry at some of the comments people were making, trying to play you out like you were, you know, using these kids for your own personal gain and all that kind of stuff. And and you know, and I in my line of business, the same thing. You know, you try to do good in the world, and you end up having people that are critical of what you're doing and it kind of sometimes it, if you let it it kind of takes away from from what it is what I want to know from you is how do you I mean with 240 million views you end up with a lot of that kind of kind of uh, noise out there how do you deal with that how do you how do you deal with that and stay focused on the right stuff literally don't even pay attention to it like I didn't I, I don't think I read one comment yeah, that's um, good. good, good or bad, you know, because I learned my lesson before on the Wonder Woman shoot, some lady from Cosmopolitan, it got posted on Cosmo and, you know, out of all the places, uh, you know, this cute little girl in a Wonder Woman costume. This one lady comments, the only comment said, like, I would have taken that money you spent for the costume and, and adjusted her teeth and given her a, yeah, uh, something like a nose job. I was like, are you kidding me? She's yeah. a three-year-old. You're messed up in the head. So <laughs> after that, I just, you know, didn't read comments. <laughs> and, and I was fine. You know, I'm mean, ignorance is bliss sometimes. So I was good. Yeah, I think it is. And I think that's great advice. In fact, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, don't pay too much attention to the comments, the good ones or the bad ones, you know, because. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, if you pay too much attention to the good ones, you know, it, it kind of runs away in your head. If you pay attention to the bad ones, it takes you away from the focus. So your 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 uh, strategy is just don't look at them at all. And that's kind of where I've gotten to as well. Um, so I, I think that's interesting, but I think that's interesting in life too. You know, the bottom line is here here's here's what you've taught me. What you've taught me is that, first of all, you're very passionate about what you do. Um, very creative. You take a concept and you run with it. Uh, your purpose is to do good in the world and you stay laser focused on that purpose. And it, and you, it, it, it's uh, any critics or anything else. It just kind of falls by the wayside. You just kind of stay focused and keep doing what you're doing. It's really important for everybody listening to this to, to remember that, you know, just find a good cause, be passionate about it and stay focused on it regardless of what anybody else is going to say good or bad, you know, this is, this is how you can make a mark on the world and make a difference in the lives of all these kids. 
And uh, so I just think that that's really important. Now, the Justice League for Kids, uh, there, there's other things. Um, I, li- I would like to talk briefly about the Avengers of Bowling because my grandson was actually featured in that. So tell us a little bit about how, how did the Avengers of Bullying, you know, tell us a little bit about how that started because that's a great story. Yeah, totally. So to, to comment on something you said a second ago, though, I, I, th- there is a distinction between like not listening to your haters I mean, cause, cause like running my other businesses, I, I listen to the haters because it helps me build a better product. Right. But, but with this, I, you know, it was, it was a charitable thing. Like I, I mean, I don't really know what the difference is there, but I, I was so focused. I knew that I had to do this and I knew that what I was doing was good. And so I didn't care about what people said, you know, cause right. I, I like had a conviction anyway. So there was, there's That's that good. distinction. It's just interesting. Um, so the vendors of bullying, um so we yeah we just wanted to continue the projects and so the next actually right after the justice league kids i thought man what what's gonna top this like this was a huge hit (laughs) like this this helped so many people like what what's gonna top this and i thought in my mind bullying that was the first word that came to my mind that's first thought that i had uh was was bullying and i knew that i had to attack bullying and so months later um I, I had this idea to, you know, go, go along with like the Avengers movie. I said, okay, that's a cool, like hot topic. Uh, let's try to figure out bullying within this. I want to fix bull or I mean, fix bullying. I want to, you know, join the cause somehow to end bullying. And so we just couldn't pay for it. We're like, man, if we could barely pay for the last one, this one is going to cost $20,000 just for the costumes you know, and it's all charity. Like I don't have that. We got to find somebody to pay for that. And so that was another huge roadblock and Roxana being amazing. You know, my wife, she is amazing at PR. So she, um, she reached out uh, amazing with relationships. She reached out to the owner of Vero, which is an app. It's like kind of like uh, Instagram or Facebook. And, and he, um, he's just such a good guy. Like he got back to us and eventually, you know, to cut the long story short, he ended up paying for the project, donating, you know, all the money. And we were able to create the costumes for this, you know? Um, and, and Roxana's friends with you guys, we're friends with you guys. So she, she just thought how amazing would it be to, um, include you in the project. And from there, you know, another really emotional experience because, once again, I didn't realize what I was getting into. I just felt compelled and pushed like I needed to do these projects. And I I didn't realize till the day of the shoot, you know, people came in and I realized how severely bullied they actually were and their, their stories and how sad they were. Um, and, and so it just gave me fire to keep pushing, pushing this project forward. And then the climax of the whole thing wasn't, wasn't the, the numbers, the millions of views. It was the, you guys, pushed it at one of your conferences, uh, send out conference conference. Like it, that was, that did it for me. Like, even if it didn't get any views at all, I think the kids just absolutely loved that. That was such an awesome event. So first of all, thank you. Oh, sure. And I, and I got to tell you, you know, and that, in fact, I'm getting the chills right now. Just remember, just going back to that memory, you know, at our events, they're, they're action packed. We got a, a ton of stuff going on. There's a big, huge format to our big show. And, 
you know, you got to follow and make sure all this stuff happens. we got a big stage producer that, you know, makes sure that everything's on cue and stuff. And, and in the middle of all that, we, we, we put in this feature to, to honor these kids. And we had, we had all the, uh, the Avengers of bullying come up on our stage and there was local news there that <laughs> they came in and they're filming it and whatnot. And we, we did a pre like recording of you talking, you know, teeing it up and telling the story of it all. And then we brought these kids up and Oh my goodness, the emotion of that was just unbelievable for, so, you know, you thank us, but we have to thank you because of, of how much like to this day, that was a couple of years ago to this day. That's what everybody that was at that event. That, that's the first thing they talk about. Oh, those kids up on the stage. That was the coolest, most incredible emotional experience because they're seeing what these kids are in these outfits and they're feeling power. You know, they're, they're, they're overcoming being bullied and they're feeling like that, you know, there's somebody and, and, you know, a couple thousand people stand and cheer for them. And, Oh my gosh, the, the was, emotion of it was intense. It was, it was, it was amazing. And I mean, the kids, the kids, the, the crazy thing about these photo shoots was that they actually, produce results it's not just fun art that inspires people and goes away like these kids report back to us afterwards how confident they feel they've changed you know 360 degrees they're they're completely different people they're confident at school they have friends now that can talk with them um i mean it's really transformative for these kids and that i think that more than anything aside from the viral views and all that it's just just amazing you know that the photography and art can actually have an effect in somebody's life and I think that was that was my original goal was um, one of the things I've always wanted to do is uh, to inspire inspire people you know just to do better things um, but also help with my photography um, early on I saw some photographers that were taking some pictures of like indigenous tribes or poor people and in my mind I was thinking man that's cool, you know, to inspire the world. But I was like, what, what does the actual kid get out of that? Like they need, they need food, you know, and they're getting a photo. Um, I'm not saying that those projects didn't work because those have been amazing. But I, you know, since then, that was years ago. I just thought, man, I want to do something that actually affects a person's life, you know, in some way. And, and I really think these, these projects have done that, you know I mean? But really though, with your help too, that, that project, like going up on stage. Yeah, I agree. That was like, yeah, one it, of was, the it was neat. In fact, just, just to go along with what you just said, you know, I, I've seen what, what you were just talking about. I've seen firsthand because my, I have a grandson that was, that was one of the featured kids. He was Spider-Man in the, um, in the Avengers of bullying. He was one of the, one of the, uh, uh, children that were up on the stage. And again, this is a couple of years ago. He's seven, almost eight years old now. And it's been interesting to watch what's happened. And he went, and did a couple of other events after that, you know, where they, they were actually able to meet some of the real Avengers, yeah. which was super cool. Totally. We got pictures with the movie stars and all that. So just really neat things. Um, but one of the things that we've noticed with our grandson since all this happened, you know, he, he was a victim of bullying. He had a situation at school and uh, it dramatically affect him for a period of time. Uh, you know, and, and when you, have people that you love dearly go through that boy it it puts a lot of emotion in you too you know because you want to protect your your loved one but it's been interesting to watch that boy since then because he 
he's always been a sensitive, loving kid. You know, he's really is very sensitive to people around him, but he's become very sensitive to people, you know, to kids that might not be as popular or kids that are left out. And especially kids who are being bullied in any way, he, he stands up to them. I mean, he stands up to it and he befriends these kids and he's just, he's just a very sensitive yet strong young kid and I do attribute a lot of it to this experience. So I just got to say kudos to you, brother, for what you're doing for all of these kids. And that's amazing. You know, it's, it's, well, it's just, you. yeah, it's fun to watch. Now, as, as we, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you have an online photography school. Uh, it's at fulltimephotographer.com. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So that was um, also it, it stemmed from me wanting to help other people um, learn how to get into photography because what, when I first got into it, it was a huge struggle. I didn't, I didn't really know how to make money in photography. I like there was no guidelines. You know, going to school like nobody tells you about this stuff about the business side of things. And so I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. And I was so hungry to figure stuff out. So then at some point when I started having some success in photography and I worked with big companies like Adobe, uh, Acura, whoever else, I started, you know, I just had the thought like I, I should teach this stuff. And I really was, I really did not want to teach it. I mean, um, anybody that's good at anything, you want to keep it for yourself, for your own success. You don't want to give your secrets to other people because it's like, why, why would you give your secrets to other people that you can create competition, you know? And once again, I just got over that and I kept thinking and hearing motivational speakers talk about, you know, when you, when you truly want to help and care about others, like that's when you get a return. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to hold anything back. You know, if somebody screws me over in the future, whatever, you know, I'll just, I'll just do this. Um, so I started teaching, you know, business of photography. I started teaching my, my skills, how to do Photoshop, whatnot. And, and it did really well. You know, it, it's been a business that supported us for a while now along with my photography and, and we've created an awesome community of people, um, you know, and at the same time, I've been able to inspire other photographers to do photo shoots like the superhero kids, you know? So I have my community actually goes out and they, they're constantly working with hospitals. They're constantly reaching out to other people to try to do these photo shoots of, you know, like sick kids. And, and it's just something that's spread. But if I never would have decided to share my talents and like build an audience, you know, it would have just been me doing this. Like I wouldn't have been able to get yeah. the word out or talk to other photographers. Well, I think you're, you're really touching on what the essence of relationship marketing is. You know, it's, uh, we live in a day and age now where, uh, look, it, it, this is an age old uh, fundamental law. What you send out is what comes back to you. It's law of attraction. And so you talk about, you know, giving of your knowledge away for free to people online with an online school, what's going to happen? Well, what you send out comes back to you tenfold and you've lived that and experienced it. And I think it's even more important in today's day and age because there's so much out there and so much opportunity. And we've talked on this show a lot about, you know, the, 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 uh, the polished sales pitch is kind of a thing of the past now. It, it, today it's more about relationships than anything before. So people are looking for those that are willing to give of themselves. Uh, people today do business with those they know, like, and trust. Well, how do you know, how do you get to know, like, and trust somebody? If I've got uh, Josh Rossi, I say your name right, Rose, yeah, Rossi. Rossi. 
<laughs> I got Josh, you know, on there, you know, teaching fundamentals of photography. It is giving this away to me. He's the first guy I'm going to go to when I need photography, or he's the first guy I'm going to refer to somebody else when they need photography because he's the guy that gave to me. You know, you, they do business with those they know, like, and trust. And so you've really hit on a, a, one of the key powers of relationship marketing is just. We say it in our workshops, seminars all the time, find out who you are and then give yourself away. Mm. And that's what you've done. Yeah. You, you, you know who you are and you just give yourself away every day. And then everything kind of comes back naturally tenfold. So um, really good stuff. Now, you've got a quick story here about, you know, uh, picking up an agent. Um, that's kind of a big deal in, in your line of work. And there's kind of a story of how you went about uh, – uh, getting your agent that's really helped you with your business. So can, can you share that with us? Totally. So we, so my wife used to work with you guys as send out cards. And so that, that turned me on to send out cards. And she, like I said, is really good with PR and relationships. And so what we did was, um, well, first of all, I got an agent because we, we sent out like these, these mailing blasts using send out cards to different agencies in LA and I actually got one of the biggest agents in LA. They call me back right away and just, and, and got me on board. You know, they signed me to their agency, um, which led to some really big work with some national international stars. And, and that was because of, you know, using send out cards. Like it was, it was awesome. It was so easy. And I mean, not, not to be like a commercial here about send out cards, but you know, it, it was just awesome. And then aside from that, um, you know, after the viral series and after working with clients, my wife will send a send out card to, to these, these people. And they're not used to getting things like this. They're used to people just using them, throwing them away, you know, like, like a writer from a blog. It's like, Oh, thank you. Wrote about me. See you later. Uh, she'll send them cards. She'll send them brownies. And we've created relationships to where like one of the head reporters from CNN comes out to, to uh, Puerto Rico uh, to film us. Then we go out to dinner with her. We're really good friends with her. And I mean, that's just, it's not a relationship that I'm abusing. Like we're not, right. we're not like constantly asking her to post about us, but it's just one of those things that is really nice. And you know, my wife is just great at that, like sending, sending those cards to everybody and, you know, creating good like, relationships. Yeah. Again, it's just a matter of, uh, it's, it all comes back to the same thing. It's just a matter of creating a relationship for the sake of the relationship, not for totally. what you can get out of it, but for what you can give to it. The cards help you do that. And I, and I think that's a powerful thing. So there you have it, my friends. This is uh, Josh Rossi out of Puerto Rico. I uh, got to tell you, it, where else can they go see some of your work? I mean, can we can we send them to some of your websites or where, where can they go? Yeah, go to um, joshrosi.com. Okay, so that's J-O-S-H-R-O-S-S-I. S-S-I, J-O-S-H-R-O-S-S-I.com, joshrosi.com. And check out stuff. And you've got features, uh, you got the uh, the... the uh, uh, all of the kids on there. You got some of those that photography on there so they yeah. can go check that kind of stuff yeah, out. It's all there. Yeah. It's just, just powerful stuff. Josh, we appreciate your time. We know you're extremely busy. And, um, so we just appreciate the time you spent with us today. Um, thank you so much. Just in closing one final question from you, what you most, what you want to be remembered most by, you know, what is it you want to be remembered as go ahead. Um, well, one of my friends, 
he he told me the other day he's like we we're talking about projects and other stuff he's like you're you're just the guy that the uh feel good guy like what is the i'm trying to think of what that means like he's like you're the guy that always does like this charity work you make people feel good you're the feel good guy so so i i love that and then the other thing is um making making people rich like myself and i'm not talking like money you know i mean sure money if i if i ever become like a multimillionaire you know i'm always trying to help with business people with business but i just think just the idea of making others rich like yourself meaning making people happy like yourself making people uh just have good relationships like yourself and so i'd like to be remembered like that you know that that i'm i'm constantly making people uh rich you know in their lives that's fantastic great great work thank you josh appreciate you being on the show so all of you just remember a relationship marketing podcast with cody b uh, that's me. Uh, I'm on here with some of the most incredible guests in the world are, are coming on this show now. And you just want to uh, tell people about this and jump on to uh, the Relationship Marketing Podcast show. And, and um, you're going to be filled full of wisdom by people like Josh. So thanks, Josh, for being on the show with us. And we'll see all of you yet on another episode. So take care, everybody. We're out. If you enjoyed this episode of Relationship Marketing with Cody B, be sure to subscribe to the show. Leave a review so that together we can get this message out to the world.